Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Hey guys, I'm very excited for another episode of Showbot Science. This is your host, Nate. And today, we're going to be talking about Frontiers for Young Minds. It's a journal, and let's figure out how scientists can submit papers to it. So stay tuned. Hello? Is this Nate? Yes, this is. Hi, Bob. Hi, Nate. Nice to talk to you. So, could you introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Bob, uh, Bob Knight. I'm a medical doctor, a neurologist, and I'm also a neuroscientist, and I do brain research at the University of California, Berkeley, and I'm the chief editor of this journal that's focused on getting kids involved in the scientific process, Frontiers for Young Minds. Could you describe what the journal is? Frontiers for Young Minds is a scientific journal run by kids. Really, that's the most important thing because the articles will be kid-friendly. And I'll say one thing, which is interesting, Nate, if you ask the scientists, and these are serious scientists from around the world, is it easy or hard to write an article that's understandable for kids? What do you think? What do you think the answer is? I really think it's pretty easy. No, you're wrong. It's actually very hard. They say it's one of the hardest things to do because a lot of scientists talk in a language that's kind of almost mumbo-jumbo. Only scientists understand it. And they have to take their ideas and their findings and their results and make it understandable. People find it very difficult. The other thing that I love about this journal is the kids, they're totally open in their comments. They'll say whatever they think. Like we've had reviews that start and they say, I read this, I tried to read this article, but it's so boring that I can't even get to the end of the first paragraph. Do you think the authors could make it a little more exciting? <laughs> so the kids don't really pull any punches, and it's fun. It's really good. So how could the scientists submit a paper? That's a really good question. There's two kinds of papers that we will accept for the journal. One is a scientist has published some new finding in a journal, and then they rewrite the paper targeting kids between, say, 8 and 14, you know, really somewhere in that age range. 
The other kind of paper is, let's say a scientist has done a lot of work on how the brain smells things. They could write a review paper on the whole field of how does the brain do smell. We'll take either kind of paper. We like the papers to be maybe three or four pages and three or four figures and three or four references. And then it's pretty easy. They just send it into our website. Once we get it, then we send it to a kid or a group of kids or a classroom of kids to review the paper. And that kid or a group of kids gets a mentor assigned to help them understand the paper. That would be like maybe a PhD student in biology or neuroscience or a postdoctoral student, and they help the kid understand what the paper is trying to say. And then the kid points out what is not clear, what needs to be better defined, maybe the figures aren't clear, and then they send that review back to the scientist, and the scientist has to fix their paper or rewrite the paper to address all the concerns of the kid, with the goal being that the papers that get published can be understood by kids all over the world. So could kids also write the papers? No, kids can only review. They can't submit papers. The idea, Nate, is that we want kids to understand what is the scientific process. How does real solid science get published? And the way it happens is you come up with an idea, like you might say, hmm, Nate, I'm not sure. Why is the sky blue? Or when I drop an apple out of my hand, does it go up in the air or does it go down to the ground? You know, what's going to happen? What's my hypothesis? And then test it. To test your idea, you'd come up with an experiment. You'll do your experiment, you'll collect your data, and then you'll analyze it. You'll do an analysis to see what the results really show and wh whether they support your idea or maybe they don't support your idea. Then you'll write a paper. And then this is the key thing. The key thing, Nate, is once the paper's written, you, as a scientist, you send it to a journal, just like our kids' journal, and the journal then has other scientists that you don't know or you don't interact with and who have not been involved in the research evaluate your paper. This is called peer review. So someone in your field evaluates the paper and gets back to you and says, hey, I like this part, I didn't like this part, this is not clear, could you do another experiment to prove that? I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that scientists might in the peer review process say to you, then that information goes back to the scientists who've submitted the paper and they have to fix the paper based on the input from the reviewers, the peers at the journal. In our case, for Frontiers for Young Minds, the peer reviewers are kids. And that is the whole essence of the journal. And the idea is that if a kid who's 10 years old can give you feedback and you change your paper so that 10-year-old kid understands it, bingo. And that means it's much more likely that other kids could take a look at that paper now and understand what the scientist is trying to talk about. So could kids try to submit a category that papers can get put into? 
Yeah, that just happened. In fact, we asked a lot of the kids who've already been reviewers, what else would you like? So let me ask you, if you were going to come up with a new category, what would you come up with? I would come up with cells. Like little cells of the body? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, that category is actually included in neuroscience and in health. We have a lot of articles on cells, and it's really important. I mean, cells are the building blocks of, you know, plants and the building blocks of your body and the building blocks of your brain. But that's a good one, but we already got that. I'll tell you what the kids came up with, or one of the ones that a lot of kids mentioned. They wanted to have a section of the journal on robotics. What do you think of that one? Um, robotics? I've actually got another one. What's your other one? My other one would actually be CRISPR. CRISPR is, in fact, CRISPR goes under health, and um, we are having papers submitted on CRISPR. In fact, it's funny you should bring that up. I just was at Berkeley's PhD day for new PhDs in biology and neuroscience, and I had a couple of my students getting PhDs, and in the row in front of me was the woman who invented CRISPR, Jennifer Doudna, who is a wonderful scientist at Berkeley. Yeah, CRISPR is going to revolutionize or is revolutionizing the field of biology because it's such a powerful and simple technique for editing your genes. It's really a fantastic new tool for scientists to understand how cells work, which is your other interest. I've actually got another idea. Okay, what's your idea? Physics. Ah, yeah. Physics is great. That would be a really important one. And so we just started math, but I think the next two ones will probably be robotics and probably physics. Uh, I think those would be really, those would be great topics. Physics is so important because it's really the basis of almost, you know, everything. So, Bob... Why did you want to start Frontiers for Young Minds? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I was at a meeting at the Society for Neuroscience, and there's a bunch of scientists talking about the future and how science happens and how papers are reviewed. And I actually don't know. It just came to me. I said, hey, you know, why don't we get kids involved in scientific review process? They're just as smart as adults. And this would really expose them to science. And I was sitting at a table with 15 neuroscientists, and I said, what do you think? How about we start a journal where kids are in charge of reviewing your papers? That would make sure the papers were understandable for kids and probably for most adults. And all the neuroscientists said, hey, that's a good idea. My kid would love to do it. So we just did it. I actually don't know exactly where it came from. It just happened. And we've just published our 100th article. Well, happy birthday. Hey, thank you. That's a big anniversary, the 100th. And we're in the process of translating the articles into different languages. So we're translating them into Spanish and Hebrew, and we're working on Chinese and French, which would mean the articles would be accessible to kids for teaching in classrooms you know, around the world, because not every kid, of course, speaks English when they're 9 years old or 10 years old or 11 years old. So there's a lot of fun things happening in the journal. It's really catching on pretty nicely. 
Thank you for being on the show. Nate, thank you for doing this. And guess what you can do next year? What? You can be a reviewer for the journal. You'll be eight years old, right? Yes, I will. I'm seven right now. Do you want to be a reviewer? For sure. You send me an email for your eighth birthday. That next week, I'll, you pick a topic area from the journal. You go on the journal, and you pick whatever area you want a paper in, neuroscience, bugs, health, and I'll get you a paper to review. But we'll figure that out when you're eight. Wow. <laughs> and, Bob, what is the website you can go to if you want to get involved? The website is kids.frontiersin.org. But even easier, if you just go in your search field and any of, you know, on, anything you do searches on the computer on and write in the search field, Frontiers for Young Minds, pop, the website will come up and you'll be there. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Dan, you can shut the recording off. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.